For those of you that don't know me, my name is Lori, and I am the children's and the junior high pastor here at Silver Pentecostal Church, and we welcome you. There you go. Thank you. Can we just pray before we begin? Thank you. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just lift you up today, God. We thank you. We love you. We praise you. You are just so awesome, God, and I just pray this morning, Lord, that first of all, Father, that you would just touch each one of us where we're at, Lord, that you would be with us, God, that you would, um, just that you would be with us like never before, Lord, that we would actually feel you beside us, Lord, that we would feel you sitting right next to us, Lord, that we would know, God, that you were there and that you were there in our situation, you were there in our circumstances, Lord, you were there in our life and you were there in every area of us, Lord, every emotion, everything that we have, God, that you would be there with us, Lord. And I pray, God, today that you, we would just feel that. We would feel that because sometimes we don't feel that. Sometimes we walk around and we know it, but we don't feel it. So, God, our prayer today is that you would, we would feel it, Lord. And, Father, I pray for this message that I'm about to bring your message this morning, God, that you would just put words in my mouth if you want me to say them, Lord, and take words out if you don't want me to, Lord. But this message would be for or from you, God. And, Father, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for everyone that's here today, God. And I, again, I ask just for extra blessing and extra just extra measure, measure of blessing this morning, God. So, Father, I thank you, and we praise you. And everyone says, amen. Amen. The lights are very different in here. They're very bright, and you can't really see you guys. That's kind of could be a positive thing, maybe. <laughs> Some people think so. Um, there was this woman, and she had four children. And one of her daughters was killed by a 24-year-old drunk driver. She was just 20 years old. The mother was, well, as you can imagine, she was like a wreck. She was beside herself with grief. She found herself in the darkest place of her life. The driver got 22 years in prison. And as the mother sat in that courtroom that day, she felt like she was in a prison herself. But she made a choice, one that I'm not sure that I could make. But she no chose to not only forgive this man, for killing her daughter, but she also chose to go to him and tell him. That man could hardly forgive himself for what he had done, and yet here is this woman standing before him, forgiving him for killing her daughter. As their eyes locked that day, she felt the prison bars of herself fall off as she told this man that she forgave him. As the months went by, each and every member of her family also went and forgave this man. They also went before the courts and they asked that his sentence be reduced from 22 years to 11 years, and it was granted. What a story of faith, love, compassion, and forgiveness. I wanted to show this song video to you this morning of this mom's life. And I, or that this song was written for her life. And I hope that it blesses your heart as much as it's blessed mine. Can we show this video, please, Shelley? Thing on your mind today, it always goes. 
prisoner free there is no end to what its power can do so let it go and be amazed by what you see through eyes of grace the prisoner that it really freezes you forgiveness Matthew West wrote that song because of that woman's story. And I think it's just a powerful song. I hope that it blessed you guys because it surely blessed me. Um, 
two weeks ago, Pastor Jordan said in his message that the condition of the heart tells it all. Uh, Proverbs 4.23 says that we're to guard our heart above all else, for it determines the course of our life. Proverbs 14.30 says, A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like a cancer to the bones. Proverbs 15.13 says that a glad heart makes a happy face, and a broken heart crushes the spirit. And Proverbs 17 and 22 says, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. Now, the heart does tell it all. And in our world, we suffer from a heart condition, not heart disease. We do suffer from that, but that's not what I'm talking about today. We suffer from a heart condition, and it's called unforgiveness. Now, God has given us his word and his demonstration of a very special remedy for that heart condition, and it's called forgiveness. My title for my message today is called Our Heart's Remedy, Forgiveness. Now, I think I can safely say that many of us in this room today have not had to face what that woman faced, but that does not minimize at all the pain that you have had to face personally in your own lives. Many of you don't know my story from my past or my present, but let me tell you that I have a story, and so do you. I'm sure each of you are thinking of a time right now, past or present, where you have had struggles and uh, you know, ha- had a hard time just to find forgiveness. Maybe you're sitting here today struggling just to get your head above water because there's something that you haven't actually reached that place where you could begin that forgiveness. Like the video said, help me to do the impossible. Because sometimes it feels downright impossible to move into forgiveness. Would you agree with me? I want us to think today honestly about this question. Do you find it easy to forgive someone if they've hurt you, or do you find it hard? I think most of us would say, depending on what the situation was, we find it hard to forgive. Sometimes the pain associated with the reason that we need to forgive in the first place, it's just so fresh, it's too deep, maybe it's too personal. You know, those ones that get you right at the heart. It depends who it's with too. Could it be, maybe it's a spouse or a friend or a neighbor or a boss. But no matter what, forgiveness can be very difficult. Now say, I am unique. Not me, you. Say, I am unique. Say, I am unique. Okay, God made each of us unique. We all have different personalities. We all have different strengths and different weaknesses. And we each have a different story. We were raised differently. We were loved by our parents differently. We came from all different backgrounds. Our pain tolerance is different. I mean, some people, they just crumble at an unkind word or an unkind action, while others just, it means nothing to them. But the bottom line is, is that we all deal with life differently. But there is one thing that is the same for each of us. If we embrace it, if we read it, if we try to live it, and if we make it part of who we are personally. And that is the word of God. His word is for each of us. His word never changes. His word was for yesterday, it is for today, and it is forever. His word is powerful. Now the Bible, it tells us how to live, it tells us how to treat one another, it tells us the 
consequences of our choices. It shows us how to forgive. You see, we are forgiven, E-N, so that we can be a forgiving, I-N-G, person. The word of God shows us the importance of a forgiving heart. You see, what Jesus did on the cross for us, he did for us. He did it. He died for us. He shed his blood on the cross for our sins, and he forgave us for those sins. And he is alive, and he is active in each and every heart that believes and loves him. And I tell you today, if you're here today and you don't know that, please don't leave today without coming and talking to one of us about that, because it's the truth. We are to have forgiving hearts because Jesus forgave us. He modeled it for us by forgiving our sins. Even those yucky ones, even those ones that are so bad that we're so ashamed of, he forgave us. Can we read Colossians 3, 12 to 14, please? It says, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends us. Remember, the Lord forgave us. Now, I want you guys to say, the Lord forgave me. Now, I want you to put your name in there. The Lord forgave Lori. Put your name in there. The Lord forgave... That's not very loud. You guys don't sound convincing. Louder. The Lord forgave... Yes. He forgave us. The rest of the scripture says, so that we must forgive others. Above all, we are to clothe ourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony because God is love. Now, I read it somewhere where it said, friends, never let your yesterday keep you from your tomorrow. See, if we focus on yesterday, then Satan, he loves that. He is, he would be all over that. He loves pumping negative into our brains and into our lives and into our heads and feeding us at every chance he gets. He loves telling us what we did in our past. He loves helping us to look back at our pain and look at our failures and look at what others have done to us. He loves doing that. He's a master at that. He loves getting into this headspace. I think we need a SPC kick Satan to the curb day. What do you guys think? Like every garbage day, like twice a month, we could like get him, you know, and we're taking our garbage down and we could think, like do a little self-examination and say, where is, where is Satan occupying in my life? And just, you know, kick him to the curb. What do you guys say? Is that a good idea? I think it's a good idea because you know what? Let's start us fresh every two weeks. And we could call it SPC kick Satan to the curb day. I like it. Anyways. <laughs> Um, unforgiveness it is a wound in our soul and if it's left untreated it will fester and it will cause many areas in our lives to suffer the longer that it's left the more chance it has of creeping into other areas of our life now let's look at the parable of the unforgiving servant found in Matthew 18 he starts when Peter asks Jesus how many times he has forgiven someone Jesus replies not seven times but 70 times. Basically, he is saying there is no end to your forgiveness. You see, Jesus always taught using the root of a problem or a behavior. For instance, he said, if you look at a woman with lust, you have already committed adultery in your heart. Or if you um, hate, you have already committed murder in your heart. You see, but what Jesus is trying to show us by this, by these examples, is it's, he's not concerned about the actual thing, he's, concern, he's concerned about the heart, like what's going in the heart? Why are we concerned how many times we're supposed to forgive somebody? Just forgive them. 
It's an attitude of our heart. That's what matters. And that's what Jesus is trying to do when he teaches us in all these areas. You see, he's concerned about the attitude of our heart. Now, this parable, um, it also um, is about forgiveness, but also we need to realize that it's not about enabling someone to continue in a sinful lifestyle by ignoring a sin problem like an addiction or abuse. That's not what it's about. It is about an attitude of the heart. Can we read Matthew 18? Sorry, Shelley, I saw you put up a bit there. Um, 23 to 34. It says, Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his account up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, children, and everything that he owed to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master, and he begged him, Please be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him, and he forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to his fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars, and he grabbed him by the throat, and he demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me, and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put into prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and they told him everything that had happened. And then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? And then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. Now, what a story to model just how deep an unforgiving heart can go. I mean, he was given a free pass to so much debt. His life was spared for him and his family. And yet, he forgot so quickly. He didn't even see that he should treat his fellow servant the same way. How can someone be so blind? I mean, isn't the golden rule that we're to do to others as we want them to do to us? But guess what? This is a picture of us many times when we hold grudges and when we have bitterness and nastiness. Now, the Mayo Clinic, which is an excellent um, nonprofit and medical clinic and research group, it says that the health of a person can be greatly increased if we learn to practice living in forgiveness and letting go of grudges. Now, outside of just making us happier and freer, it improves our mental health. Uh, we have less anxiety and stress, lower blood pressure, um, improved heart health, healthier relationships, and improved self-esteem. Now, Jesus wants us to live our lives as healthy as possible. I mean, our physical life, our emotional health, our emo uh, emotional health, and our spiritual health. Now, I've had lots of knocks in my life, as I'm sure you guys have. And you know knocks are the ones that, you know, you get knocked over. People do them to you. There's nothing you can do. They're out of your control. Um, and they hurt you. Um, I am a talker, so I like to, well, you guys know I'm a talker, but I'm a talker, and I like to work things out. I don't like things to fester. So if there's, like, a problem, I like to go and work it out and, and talk about it. That's the only way I can really operate. Quite often, if I can't, I, I'm all stressed inside. Um, I'm a firm believer that healing in the heart is easier when things are not left to fester, when we can actually deal with them. Now, not everyone agrees. Many people do not like to do that. But I myself do. Um, 
Sometimes even when you do that, you might end up with a bad you know, feeling or a bad outcome. But I still believe it's better that way to work things out. Because many times it's a little thing. We don't even know sometimes when we, have, when we have wounded somebody. We don't even know sometimes when we've said something or done something to hurt them. Wouldn't it be better for somebody to come and share that with you so that you have opportunity to fix it or apologize? Well, that's how I like to operate. But sometimes... When, when it ends bad or I can't do that or I'm feeling that bitterness, you know, that thing you get inside and just like every time you just think of that person or you just think of that situation. You know, what I found I do, and I've tried to do it even more lately, is I just say, Lord, please just help me to forgive. Just help me to forgive. Help me to just forgive them. Sometimes, don't judge me here, I have to say it 20 times in a day. That's how many times sometimes something will just eat at me. I'm sure it doesn't happen to you guys, but it does happen to me. But I think it's very important if we feel bitterness in our heart that we try to deal with it. That is the point. Asking Jesus to help us is a good start. Now, sometimes I think that we misunderstand the difference between forgiving and trusting. Now, forgiveness is letting go of the past for your own healing. We'll talk about that in a sec. But whether the person asks for it or not, Depending on the situation, it may require a time of healing for yourself, but forgiving them begins that healing process. So saying, I forgive you, not to them, but just saying, I forgive them, say their name, starts that process. Now, entrusting, it has to do with a future event. So that needs to be, um, you know, rebuilt over time, depending on what the offense was. I know it's much harder to stay in forgiveness when we're in the midst of a circumstance, when we're in the midst of a, of a um, you know, we're living with it daily. I think it's because then trusting is even a bigger factor in the situation. I think that the bottom line there is that we just need to keep on asking God to help us. We need to, we need to um, ask him to just be with us in that situation, especially if you're living in it. But we need to remember that the main thing about forgiveness is it's for us. It's not for the other person. Can you guys say forgiveness is for me? You guys are very quiet. Forgiveness is for me. It's important that we know that because it's not for the other person. If we miss that one thing, then we miss everything because forgiveness is for me. Okay? It's for you. It means that we make a decision to forgive the person. Forgiveness is about your life. Forgiveness brings about peace and joy and gratitude and hope and freedom. Now, God commands us to forgive one another, but he does not expect us to trust that person again. See the difference between between trust and forgiveness. We do not have to allow them to hurt us again, but we do need to forgive them. We need to turn away from the situation if we're still in it, and we need to give it to the Lord. Forgiveness does not change the past, but it does guarantee our future that God already has planned for us. See, when we forgive, powerful emotions come to us, powerful healing emotions, because there is power in forgiveness, and there's power in God, in his word, and his word tells us this. It does not mean that we are saying that they didn't do anything wrong. It does not mean... Or does it mean that, they, that what they did was really no big deal? It does not mean that. Absolutely not. Does that mean that it didn't affect your family or it didn't cause any major damage? Absolutely not. 
Forgiveness does not mean that you deny the other person's responsibility for hurting you, but it, what they did was wrong. But letting go of that offense, it means allowing God to step in and to help us go through it. So we don't harbor that bitterness that so easily comes. We don't want to live in a prison like that mom lived in. We want to be free. Forgiveness is about you and how it will change your life. And forgiveness doesn't make the other person right, but it does make you free. Do you want to be free? Yes. But the key for each of us in how to grow daily in our walk with God is learning to forgive and then drawing closer to him because we want to have a genuine relationship with Jesus. Now, Ephesians chapter 4 tells us how to live like children of light and how to have a new nature and a new attitude. Can we read Ephesians 4? It says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Do you see the connection there between verse 31 and 32? You see, verse 31 talks about our evil behavior, our rage, our bitterness, our anger, our harsh words. Do we ever have any of that? We do. But it says instead. Not all translations say instead, but they all imply that. See, verse 32 says instead we're to be kind and tenderhearted and forgive one another. The scripture clearly tells us With an unforgiving heart condition comes an internal, negative, nasty person. Do you want to be like that? I don't. See, but God is clearly telling us in verse, that that clearly telling us to replace verse 31 and live like verse 32. See, he wants us to live in kindness and love and forgiving one another. And he also reminds us once again that in verse 32, he says that Jesus forgave us. What he has done for us, we are to extend to others. You see, we need our relationship with Jesus to be so close. We need it to be so real. We need it to be so fresh. We need it to be so alive that we can start living today in the freedom that comes with a forgiving heart and a forgiving attitude. Now, we know that God wants us to be forgiving people. I mean, we know that. But sometimes we say, but how, God? Like, how can I forgive him when he does the same thing over and over? How can I forgive him when he treats me the same way or treats me so badly? How can I forgive him when I hurt so much? The wound is so deep and so painful. How can I forgive them and just let them off the hook? Look what they did. And how can I forgive them when they don't even say they're sorry? This is just a few of the how questions we might ask about forgiveness. So how do we take it from a head knowledge to a heart knowledge? Because we know we're supposed to forgive. But how do we actually do it and live it? What does God's word say? Well, the Bible does answer the how questions. And my prayer is that the Holy Spirit will help us, you and me today, right now, to hear the answer and to try to apply it to our lives. And the answer is one simple word, but not so simple to do and the answer is choice we have a choice can we say i have a choice so we have a choice and forgiveness starts with that choice we can make that choice right now that 
begins that process in each of our own hearts. It might take a day, it might take a week, it might take a month, it might take a year. To trust, but trust that God will help you through. Will you stumble? Maybe. I mean, we don't naturally overflow with mercy and grace and forgiveness. But make the choice. And then when you stumble, make the choice again. Make that choice to forgive and to draw closer to God. And as we do, and we spend more time with him, we will begin to live like him. Matthew 6 and 14 and 15 says, If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Colossians 3, 8 to 10 says, But now is the time to get rid of all anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Do we want to become like him? Yes. Now, forgiveness is a process because we have feelings and we have emotions. Forgiving someone does not necessarily take away that pain. I mean, sometimes it's a lifetime process. Although that mom truly forgave that man for killing her daughter, and she truly made him a part of her family, each time a memory surfaced of her daughter or a special day, like a birthday or Christmas or graduation day or anything like that, something familiar surrounding that daughter, that mom's emotions would stir up. It's a part of the process. It does not mean that she did not forgive him. It means she loves her daughter. And I think so many times we think because those feelings well up inside of us and we cry again or maybe we mourn it all over again or we mourn what we had, that we feel, we feel emotion some way, that we think that we haven't forgiven the person. But I stand here today living this, like many of you are, and I tell you firsthand that we can still feel the pain even though we have forgiven the person. We can continue to feel that pain long after the forgiveness. It's part of the process of pain, loss, love, and forgiveness. We need to remember, one, to choose to recognize our hurt and don't just ignore it. Two, choose to give it to God and ask him to help us in our pain. Three, choose to forgive the person who hurt you and ask God to help you with that. Four, choose to give it back to God as many times as it takes. Every time you pick it up, choose to give it back. Remember that forgiveness is for you. Number five, choose not to carry that pain any longer. Six, choose to live. Seven, choose to love others. And eight, choose freedom. We read Colossians 2, or 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4, please. It says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. If we can live the scripture and we can make a choice to forgive on a daily basis, we will be drawing closer to Jesus and our relationship with him will become stronger and closer and with a faith that is so powerful that we could get through anything. Could I ask the band to come back, please? As I close today, I just want to pray for God to work 
in each of our hearts in exactly the place where we need it. We all know where it is, but if there's, I just want to pray that God would touch us individually. We need to keep those words fresh in our minds that says, Lord, help me to do the impossible because sometimes it feels impossible. Could I just ask everyone to stand, please? Father God, I just, I love you, Lord, and I thank you, Father, and God, I don't know where everyone is here today in this place, Lord. I don't know where they're, what they're dealing with, what they're struggling with, God. I don't know, but God, you do know, Lord. You know personally. You know wounds in this place, God. You know people that are struggling and struggling to forgive. You know people that are struggling to receive forgiveness, God. You know us all personally and individually, God, and you know exactly what we need, Lord. So, God, I just pray, Father, that you would just touch the hearts of each one that's here today, God, that you would touch that wound, that you would touch that place, God, that you would would just touch them where they're at. Lord, in order for us, God, to come closer to you, Lord, we need to give these things up, Lord, and we need to work through these things, God. So, Father, I just pray that we're able to, myself included, Lord, that we, we are able, Lord, just to start today and just move towards you, Lord, and just move towards forgiving others and move towards that loving and that caring person that you want us to be, God. But, but Father, it's hard sometimes because sometimes the wounds are too great. Father, I just pray, Lord, for those wounds in here today that are too great. I pray, God, that you would just put your arms around those people right now, God. You would touch them, Lord, and that those wounds would begin to be healed even right here, Lord. You are our healer, Lord, that those wounds, God, would be touched and healed right this moment, Lord, that people would feel that in their own lives and in their own hearts, Lord. So, God, in your quietness, Lord, I just... Just pray for that. We would just ask, Father, that. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray, God, for walls to come down because there's people in here today. I just feel that they have that prison. They're living in that prison, Lord, because they don't. They can't get out. That pain is too great. They can't get out, Lord. They're hurting. They're hurting. There's something's happened in their lives, Lord, that they are that they just cannot get out of that prison, Lord, that those walls are there and they will prevent them, Lord, from moving outside of them, Lord. And I pray right now, God, that those walls would begin to come down and that their trust for you, God, would begin to increase and that they, God, would know, Father, that you, they can trust, that you, God, they can give anything and everything to, Lord. So, Father, I pray for them specifically today, Lord, God, that their, those walls would begin to come down, Father, that that pain that pain would come out. Those that can't cry, Lord, they can't cry because of those walls, Lord. I pray, God, that today they could cry. I pray, Lord, that today they would feel. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. You are just so awesome, God. And Lord, we just want to just ask you, God, right now, just to wrap your arms around each one of us, Lord.
Oh God, that we will know you and trust you like never before. I pray, God, that everyone leaves here today, God, that they would, as they walk out of here today, Lord, they would feel refreshed, Lord. They would feel like they have left their pain here, Lord. They feel as though they have just left it right at this altar, Lord, that they have did not take it with them, God. And that each and every day they would wake up and say, Lord, help me today to forgive. Help me today to love. Help me today to be kind. Help me today, Lord, to focus on you. So God, that is my prayer today, Lord. And I just thank you, Lord, and I love you. And I praise you, God. Could all of God's people please say amen. amen. These altars are open today. If anybody wants to come for prayer or anything at all, Pastor Jeff and Helen will lead another song and feel free to come if you'd like prayer. And if not, I have a great week. Thank you guys. Love you. And uh, just have a great week.